Another game, another loss. Black and red couldn't save them. 4-1 Bruins over the Sabres. Anger? Is there even any left? We'll talk about it coming up on Locked On Sabres. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including on our YouTube channel where you can watch the show. Be sure to like and subscribe us there. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NHL, and you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. We all made the joke the Sabres were playing a great team on Thursday night, Wednesday night, excuse me, against the Boston Bruins. So inevitably they were going to win because they beat the good teams and they lose to the bad teams. But we should not have been so naive. The black and red didn't help. Playing a good team didn't help. The Sabres got beat 4-1 to one by the Boston Bruins. Another loss, which drops them to 14 14- 18 and four on the season and fans. I don't even want to say continue to get angry. I feel like more and more they are checking out and we'll get to that. The feeling of the fan base right now in a game where, Hey, there were a lot of fans in the building. A lot of that was because there were a lot of Bruins fans in the building and you could have heard a pin drop for a lot of that game four to one. The Sabres did not give fans much to cheer about. We'll go through it all the stats of the game. I got my best uh, from our text line, by the way, you can check out our locked on Sabres text line at join subtext.com slash locked on Sabres. We'll read the best of that. And it was a lot of in our group chat. You get more of the anger. Um, I mean, if you're willing to text in, you know, usually you've got something to say. Uh, So I've got some good comments coming up from there. But let's go right to what we looked at in terms of the stats in this game. Four to one, the Bruins over the Sabres. The story of the game by far was that special teams let the Sabres down and they let the Sabres down in a big way. The Sabres go 0 for 6 on the power play, including two five-on-threes and a four-on-three that they did not score on in this game. Meanwhile, Boston goes three for four on the power play. That's the game right there. That is the name of the game is the special teams. The Sabres penalty kill has not had bad nights like this all season. In fact, on home ice, The Sabres have been the eighth best penalty kill team in the league going into Wednesday night's game. That obviously will be affected with this result. The power play has been the unit to let them down. 0 for 6, not a surprise to anybody that's been watching this power play all year long. I don't know. I think it's, is it Matt Ellis that's in charge of the power play? Whoever it is, that's the guy right now that needs to have his job status looked like looked at because there are no answers on the power play. There is no creativity. There are no changes other than personnel changes, but the way in which they operate on the power play, I've been saying it all year. I don't, I I don't even want to say it anymore because I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. They don't move. They stay stagnant. They get to their spots and that's it. And they are the easiest team to cover 
in the league when it comes to that. The So the, I'm not surprised. The Sabres are three for 38 in their last 11 games on the power play. Three for 38, one of the worst teams in the league. And in this night, when you had the penalty kill play performing poorly combined with your power play performing poorly, and they got, you know, beat on the scoreboard when at five on five, Sabres didn't actually play that bad. Looking at some of the numbers for five on five um, and just the game in general, Sabres outshoot the Bruins in this game, 26 to 25. Scoring chances at five on five were in favor of Boston, 19 to 12. Shot attempts in favor of the Sabres at five on five, 45 to 34. And then the expected goals for in all situations, 2.7 for Boston, 2.3 for Buffalo, which meant the game was closer you know, by expected goals than what should have happened, then, excuse me, what happened on the scoreboard. And the power play is a big reason for that. Uh, Looking at some of the goals in this game, you know, a couple I bet Devin Levi wants back. Um, Not all of them. You know, he got left out to dry a lot, especially in that third period when the Sabres were going all out. I don't blame them for that, by the way. You're down three, go for it. Go all out. Um, But it is, you know, did I jinx it? You can blame me if you want. Because I sat here in this chair all off season, and I proclaimed that the Bruins were finally going to meet their demise because they had ignored the center ice position. That most important position on the ice, they ignored it. And they walked into a season with Charlie Coyle and Pavel Zaka and Morgan Geeky and a rookie who's now playing in the World Juniors in Poitras. Um, nobody's. I mean, Coyle's not a nobody, but he's been more of a third-line center, a second-line center at best on good teams in his career. And what did we get? Me jinxing them, because three goals from Bruins centers in this game. Those were the three power play goals, by the way, but Charlie Coyle gets his 11th and his 12th goals of the season, 12 goals on the year for him. Um, he's going to have a career year. And Morgan Geeky gets his sixth goal of the year on the power play. So I apologize. Uh, You know, if you're a football fan, I think you might get this comparison. I think it's a good one. The Bruins at center this year are, to me, kind of like the San Francisco 49ers at quarterback with Brock Purdy, where it's the most important position, but between coaching and a perfect infrastructure around that quarterback, the 49ers, more so than anybody, can just plug anybody into that position and get great results. They've done that with Brock Purdy, who was the last pick in the NFL draft last year. It, why is he so good? Is it because of him or is it because best offensive coach in the league, best offensive weapons we've seen in the league in 30 years, best offensive line in the league? Isn't that why? That's kind of the Bruins, isn't it? Is Charlie Coyle actually a 30-goal scorer like he's probably going to end up with this year? No, but... He's got the best wingers. He's got the best defensemen. He's got the best coaching system, goaltending. Everything around those guys is perfect. So you're going to maximize what you're getting out of them. And, you know, speaking of naive, I think that, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to step to the plate and say I was naive on that, on that front. Not seeing that, that they would get the most out of Coil. They would get the most out of Zaka. Those guys would be okay because they were perfectly insulated um, in their roles. So that's what you saw in this game. I know it was power play, but Coyle netting a couple uh, was big. The Bruins getting off to another quick start, two to nothing in this game in the first period. Mason Lowry scores 
4-19 into the first period. How many goals are they going to let up with on, with within the first five minutes of play? Um, the Sabres did not play well overall. I didn't think I didn't think they really got going until the third period. And I will say, you know, it, we're well past the point of moral victories with this team. So don't take this for me to sound like I'm defending them because I don't want to be doing that tonight. But I will say watching that third period, they really went 150%, 200% to try to get back in that game. After Eric Johnson scored 5-11 into the third with just a big old slap shot from the right wall, um, they tried. Man, they went after it. They were all the you know all out effort from that point on to the end of the game, even when they had the empty net pulled with three goals down. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin blocking a couple shots, by the way. Um, we'll, have to, we'll have to see if we get any update on him. He blocked one with his ankle. It was really laboring on the bench. They really tried in the third, but hey, I I had uh we'll get to one of our mailbag comments from our group chat, but one was about them really just waiting until the third period when they're down three to have their best moments. And, you know, you don't get a lot of credit. You shouldn't get a lot of credit for doing that. Four to one, Bruins over the Sabres. 7.30 was the puck drop, so it was a little bit later on in the night. TNT broadcast. I did, you know, I usually like the TNT broadcast. Uh, watching some of it in this game, I did see a clip of Darren Pang say that. Darren Pang said, um, I was talking about Dominic Kashuk in the black and red jerseys. Another black and red night, by the way, which doesn't matter. And he's like, oh, I can name everybody from that team. Jason Pominville. Like, the first name Darren Pang said was the wrong guy. He like immediately had it wrong. He got the Zitnik and Schmelik, so he kind of made up for it. But uh, not a great night from uh, from Panger, maybe at least in that moment. Sabers fall four to one. We've got more to recap coming up here on the Locked On Sabers podcast. The state of the fan base. I don't think fans care anymore, and that's really it's more that's more worrisome than fans being angry. Get to that when we come back. Plus a mailbag here on the Locked On Sabers podcast. We are presented by. FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers are staying hot on FanDuel right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action. Everything's going on. You've got hockey. You've got the football playoffs approaching. You've got the NBA. You've got everything. The app is super easy to use. A wide range of betting options, including the spreads, the player props, futures, over-unders, and plenty more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the National Football League. Back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast, Locked On's launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today, here for you your 24-7, covering the top stories of sports of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It was not a fun environment at KeyBank Center on Wednesday night, and it should have been. The Sabres... Get, they get beat, and the game was, you know, four to nothing in the second period. And plenty of reason for fans to want to leave early again. And there have been far too many. I mean, how many games this year? What percentage of games do fans want to leave early or have to debate when to leave early? It's really the season of that. And here was another one where you 
probably were better or best off leaving in the second period. Again, not making it to the third. They are really taking away, taking down. There is what is crumbling in front of their eyes is all the good faith that they started building back up with the fans as they started to get a little bit more competitive and they started to have people believing in this young core. All of that is being ripped up right now. All of it's being ripped up. And I don't blame any Sabre fan for like what, what the question of what would it take to get you back fully invested in this team? I think the proper answer is the day they clinch a playoff spot. And I got that way with the Bills during their drought. I don't know when it was. Um, it was around the 2013, 14, 15 time frame, I think, maybe right around when Rex showed up, where they'd get off to a little bit of a hot start. And I was very much, yeah, I'll believe when I see it. Like just they they made me skeptical. They beat the skepticism India. And I think that has happened now with the Sabres. They have beat the skepticism into the fan base so that the next time we start seeing signs of life, I think you're going to have a larger group of people than before that are not inclined to believe that it's that it's that it, what we're seeing is real. And they've earned that. They've absolutely earned that. And I think the biggest worrisome thing here is you don't hear, you know, I know D- Rasmus Dahlin mentioned it the other day. There were some fired Donnie chants in the Colum- in the Columbus game where they lost nine to four. I was in that crowd. I heard them. They weren't very loud. They weren't very loud. That building is a library. That building is quiet. And that is the biggest insult. And that is the biggest you know, sign of what the team is much more so than, man, if you remember when suffering, which we are still in, that Darcy Regeer proclaimed, you know, over a decade ago, when Regeer entered his first year after saying the word suffering, there were fire Darcy chants early on in that season. And I remember them. They rang throughout the building. This doesn't happen. The energy isn't there. They've beaten the energy out of people. And that is where I've said this before, and I don't want to sound the alarms because I don't even know if there are, is there, it's even worth worrying about. I think about a lot the, the long-term health of this organization, of this franchise, the long-term health of this hockey team being here in Buffalo, because I, to my eyes, I'm in that arena. The team existing doesn't make any financial sense at all right now. None. And that's a lot of that's on the team. All, actually, not all, a lot of that. All of that's on the team. Because we all know what this looks like when they're actually great. We all remember 07. We all remember 99. We all remember, well, we don't all remember 75. But if you didn't, you don't, you can imagine. Like me, you can imagine what it was like. When this team is good. They're a flourishing business, you know, not to the level of the Leafs, not to the level of the Rangers. There's a stat out there that like 80% of the revenue in the NHL is generated by like five teams. I know that's true. Buffalo is a small market. They're never going to be the big moneymaker of the NHL, but they could be net positive. They could be a healthy business and they're not that they've been. How long have they been net negative? I don't know. I don't see their books, 
I, I can't imagine they're making any money over there. I have to think that they're probably, you know, they're probably losing a lot of money. And, you know, the Pagulas have their roots here. Um, they've they, with the bills with the bills now, like in Harbor Center, you know, I know they've kind of, you know, cleansed themselves of the businesses of that, but they're still very deeply rooted here. There's a new stadium being built in Orchard Park. I, I can't imagine them, you know, ever wanting to sell this team, um, especially when this is the reason Terry showed up here. It was this team, not the Bills, his love for the Sabres. But I don't know how much money, how, how much money can you take? You know, there have been rumors in the past about selling a minority stake. Um, I don't know. I, again, maybe it's not worth worrying about, but I just, it's, it's, it's the stuff I think about when I, hear how quiet the building is i see another season where they're not competitive where they're not giving fans any reason to believe and there this has never happened in the nhl before no team has ever made a fan base sit through a 13-year playoff drought it's never happened so to me it's fair to wonder about almost anything because we don't know what happens in this situation we don't know what happens it's not the national football league it's not you know, even the NBA, it's not the English Premier League where there's just money everywhere. The NHL's not like that. It is a very, it's not the, it's not the sport with a multi, you know, crazy billion dollars TV deal. The NHL more than the other sports is very gate driven. And <laughs> when you have a 13 year playoff drought, you're going to take some hits there. So to me, they got to get fans back invested. And the only way to do that is to push the envelope, is to make trades to get better, is to not sit for five years and wait for this young core to figure it out. Go do it. Because every game that happens in that building this year, they are losing another fan. How many? Every game. You know, my brother was someone that kind of checked out on the Sabres. He's a Sabre fan, but, you know, he's not as invested in the team as I am. And my brother was super into them in 0607 and 1011. Super into it. Loved the 11 team. Weirdly, like, loved that team. Nathan Gerby. But then the suffering, and he checked out. And then this group showed up, and oh, I'm going to check back in. You know, look, look at this. Middle stats good again. And look at Tage go. And he checked back in. He was at the Columbus game, and he's like, that's out. I'm out again. I'm out again. You know, call me when they're actually good. And I think. Every game that passes, what's the number? Dozens? Hundreds? Probably not thousands, but there's a certain number of fans every time they play in that arena that checks out and says, yeah, I'm not coming back here until they're actually good. That's a problem. It's a big problem on a multitude of different levels. It's a problem for the fans. It's a problem for the team. It's a problem for ownership, the coach, everybody involved. It's not good when every time you play in that building, you lose a certain number of fans. We will take another time out here, and I've got some mailbag comments from our text line as the Sabres lost 4-1 to to the Boston Bruins. That is coming up here on the Locked On Sabres podcast, and we are presented by Game Time here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Game Time, you shouldn't have to worry about where you're buying your tickets to your next big event. Killer last-minute deals all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, hockey, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, 
you pick the section, game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account, redeem the code locked on NHL for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Final segment here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. I made the joke on our text line. Uh, join subtext.com slash Locked On Sabres if you want to join in on uh, become a sortie. I made uh, a point that, hey, the Sabres should just not get their nickname. They should not be allowed to be called the Sabres until they actually get good. We need a vibe change. How about just Buffalo Hockey Team? Until you get good, Buffalo Hockey Team. You want your nickname back? Go make the playoffs. Um, it's, a, it's a dark time. Uh, a few of our best from the text line uh, on Wednesday night. I want to start with um, a comment that we had towards the end of the game, just to follow up on our previous conversation, my previous point here about, you know, what's happening in the crowd. Uh, one texter replied, I remember when the Panthers were bad. And that remember, they had the longest playoff drop before the Sabres. If they won at home, you get free tickets to another game. Wow, how times have changed for them. I saw that, and I I did not know that. So I went back and looked, and that is true. The Panthers had a thing when they couldn't get fans in the building, when they were bad, where if you won a game at home, you'd get free tickets to the next game or another game. Could that happen here? Is it impossible? I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is. It's very embarrassing, but... Maybe in, you just eat the embarrassment because you have more fans in the building. I, I think, to me, that's what I would do. I would say, we're going to take a hit. We're going to look like a joke because we are a joke. And it, or it's going to be embarrassing, but we have, we have to deal with that. We have to eat that in the name of we'll have more fans in the building. It's, it's an idea. Uh, another texter um, replies in we live downtown asking about when to leave early in this game we live downtown so it's easier to get home but we have rage quit lots of times usually it's a feel thing not yet obviously he replied in the second period with that and not if the Bruins go up three nothing even four nothing in the late second we'd roll he did reply after that they did uh they left early when it was four to nothing so I, I think that's a good rule right four to nothing before the third period out Get, get out of that building. Uh, so I like that one. Uh, another one. This is a good one on the state of the team. This squad just gives me no confidence they can win consistently. Defense and power play is pathetic. Still think coaching change is needed. He doesn't even say Granado there. I think he probably does mean Granado, but he could mean Matt Ellis or another assistant coach, someone, you know, whoever's in charge of the power play. The power play is the biggest joke of the season. I mean, it's so bad for all the talent they have. It's unbelievable. Uh, defensively, you know, five on five, it was a good night for them other than the third period where they were going all out. But, you know, you got to score goals. And then finally, the other question I wanted to get to that was asked early in the game, why was Yoki Haru scratched? And Yoki Haru has been scratched. I, speaking of me jinxing uh, this team, I think I might have jinxed Henry Yoki Haru because the moment I did a show on this podcast about how good he's been this year, he had two bad games and hasn't seen the ice since. So why is he scratched? The real simple matter is 
they, I think Don Granado, it's not as, it's not so easy for him to just bench Eric Johnson and Connor Clifton every game because his bosses upstairs, I mean, Kevin Adams, his big moves of the offseason were Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson. Now, I don't subscribe to that, that should be a determining factor, but I also live in the real world and know that it is. If the GM signed two guys to decent money, and thinks that was a thing that was going to help them as the coach, you're going to feel pressure to see that through. And Granado, to his credit, has still rotated those two guys out of the lineup, but not nearly as much as probably it should be happening. So to me, Yoki Hari should be in every night. Eric Johnson should be out every night. But I also understand the circumstances as to why that's not happening. Uh, to me, that's on Adams. To me, if I am Adams, I am ringing down to Don Granado and saying, I know I signed him. I know it's going to be a real tough conversation with a veteran player that chose to believe in this group and chose to come here for the last stage of his NHL career, but tough because we're trying to win hockey games. And if I've got to have a tough conversation with him, I'll do it, bench him, and I'll deal with 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 him. Uh, to me, that's maybe a thing that Adams would have to do. I don't know how that dynamic works for stuff like that. Um, this is the guess because that's a move he made and I, I feel like, you know, the coach couldn't just sit him without having to at least have a conversation with the uh, the general manager. So it's a good question, though. And I wonder if Yoki Haru will get back in the lineup in uh, in our next game. The Sabres next game, by the way, uh, you have a couple of days off here. So you get a little bit of a break until the weekend when, oh, here they come again. The Blue Jackets revenge game Saturday against Columbus at five o'clock Saturday at five o'clock for Sabres and Blue Jackets. So we will talk to you next time. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about prospects. I want to get into some world junior stuff with Hadi Kalakash of NHL prospects, still locking down a time with him, but that will be our next show uh, here in the lockdown Sabres podcast as the world juniors rolls along. Thanks for listening today. Again, be sure to check out lockdown sports today here for your 24 seven covering every story from the world of sports. There's a lot of football stuff going on right now that they're covering every day on locked on sports today. Check it out on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Be sure to join our group chat. Become a sortie at locked on, excuse me, join subtext.com slash locked on sabers. Uh, we'd be love to have you. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time here on the Locked On Sabers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.